the name of the Lord. God is good. He's good to his people. God is great. He is greatly to be praised. It's wonderful to see everyone here in the house of the Lord uh, tonight. On this midweek, we are uh, giving God the praise for the many things that he has done and is doing in our uh, congregation. We made the announcement this last uh, Sunday that the Tree of Life Church has collectively and and it's still trickling in a little bit, uh, but, but has collectively committed to giving uh, close to, right up to $3.5 million, uh, amen, to building the new uh, campus for the glory of the Lord, and we give God praise. Uh, I just had to, um, <clears throat> I had to take a moment this week, and uh, you know, this has been quite a campaign uh, that we have been engaged in uh, since March 18th and really since the beginning of the year. Uh, we began the year with a message, it starts with a seed. And, and we proceeded through uh, the first uh, several months of, or weeks of the year uh, focusing on our role as the tree of life and how God has made us into a tree of life. God has developed us uh, into people who are fruit-bearing. Uh, we, don't, we don't just sit uh, back and take it easy, but we bear precious fruit for the, for the uh, glory of God. And, uh, and I, I was thanking the Lord this week. You know, this has been an eventful year already for Tree of Life Church. 2018 has been a remarkable uh, year, and uh, we have we have uh, understood our role as the tree of life. We have uh, made the necessary uh, adjustments in order to, to uh, approach our future with the idea, with the belief, with the philosophy, with the thrust that we are, in fact, the tree of life church. Uh, we've launched a campaign uh, ready now to go forward, to proceed, and, uh, and, and we by the grace of God, saw great success in that campaign. My heart is full, and I'm so grateful to the members of the Tree of Life Church who caught the vision and, and are going forward in the name of Jesus. I'm grateful for that. And, uh, and, and we announced, of course, a couple of weeks ago what the leaders were willing to commit, and then we announced last week what the congregation as a whole uh, is uh, going to be committing, and uh, and we're just excited about what the Lord is going to do. There are going to be many miracles, and there are already so many miracles. I just the miracles miracle reports that are already coming in are absolutely staggering, folks. When God said He's going to open up the windows of heaven, that's what He means. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we cannot contain. And as I was thinking about it, <clears throat> I, I I began to feel. Uh, a little, I'll, I'll use the word convicted, a little convicted, uh, because I, I just kind of felt the Lord uh, softly speak to me and say, stop relishing all the good things that have happened because you haven't seen anything yet. And so I'm, I want to talk a little bit tonight on the subject moving forward, moving forward. The, uh, the statement came to me a, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to uh, some speakers speak, and they were speaking on the subject of leadership. Uh, one of them was Joe Torrey, who was the uh, very uh, well-known 
general manager for the New York Yankees, he was speaking on leadership, and one of the things that he said was, he said, never stop to admire your success. He said that's been one of the, one of the guiding principles of the New York Yankees was as much success as that team has enjoyed. He said we were careful never to stop and look around and say, look at what we have done. And it came back to me that it's okay to be thankful for what you have done. And it's okay to be thankful for what the Lord has allowed us to do. But it's not okay for us to, to look back on what the Lord has done and say, wow, wasn't that great? Thank you, Jesus. Now I can sit back and relax. No, it is a, there's a need for us to move forward. A need to continually embrace the future. And uh, it's very important that we, that we understand that. I think sometimes it, is, uh, it's, it was funny to me because when we launched the campaign, when we actually launched the campaign, there was so much preparation that went into the actual campaign that, that by the time we launched the first service, I felt like, wow, we got the campaign launched. Woo, that was a lot of hard work. And the hard work hadn't even begun. We had literally only prepared to do the hard work. And so it was a moment of, okay, I'm grateful for what we've done, but let's move forward. And then we, we went through the campaign, and each part of the campaign was immensely successful. Every part of it, God blessed with his grace. The people responded with a hearty amen, and it was a remarkable experience uh, to, to behold. And, and now we're on this side of it, this coming Sunday we're coming to the final Sunday of our Ready Now campaign where we will be giving our first fruits offering. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the largest one-time offering that Tree of Life Church has ever received in its history. It's going to be the largest one-time offering, and it is to the glory of God, and it is something that we should be rejoicing about and something that we thank God for. And I particularly thank each and every one of you for your commitment and for your dedication and for your belief in God pouring out his spirit in these last days and using you and I as conduits to see his great revival unfold. Uh, but, but we're going to see that happen this Sunday in our first fruits ready now harvest offering when we launch the giving season. So, so we rejoice over a Great campaign. Of course, right in the middle of our campaign, we had the most devastating news uh, that our dear friend and our, our consultant, Brother Mark Menzendek, who, who set us up for a successful campaign, uh, uh, passing away suddenly of a heart attack to, to our total surprise and, uh, and just did not see that coming at all. And we grieved for his family and uh, and uh, reached out to them, and, and we just we were so saddened, so so grief stricken over it. Several ministers reached out to us and and offered their condolences and support because they know where we are in our campaign. They've been through the campaign, and they know where we are, and they wanted to make sure we were going to be all right. I was glad to tell them we're going to be just fine. Because the, the heart of 
God has rested in us, and, and the people have the heart of God pulsating within their own spirit. And we're going to be just fine, and this campaign is going to be a tremendous testimony to the glory of the Lord and to the power of God. And, uh, and, and so, so we came through that, and we, we came through a, the campaign with just flying colors, and, and we absolutely have seen God work throughout this Ready Now uh, campaign launch, and now we've, we're launching the giving season. And, and there have been a lot of moments, a lot of landmark moments where we can stop and look back at what the Lord has done, say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Say, wasn't that amazing how all of that turned out? Say, didn't God, didn't God show up and show out? And, and look back and say, my goodness, look what the Lord has done. But never let us, never let us grow uh, complacent with what the Lord has done because there's always something more powerful, more glorious on the horizon. And so I'm speaking to you on the subject, moving forward. We've got to keep moving forward. Don't get settled in what we have experienced. Don't get settled in what we're experiencing even now. But every day and every week and every month we look forward to what the Lord is going to do I, I see the the uh, account of Nebuchadnezzar who was an interesting character in the word of the Lord Daniel chapter 4 Nebuchadnezzar was an interesting character uh, in the sense that he was, he was really the, the ruler of the world he had, he had this amazing empire the Babylonian empire uh, but he was, he was just taken, if you please, by the Hebrew people and by the God of Israel. He was taken by the fact that their God was invisible, that he was more powerful than anything that he had ever experienced or any of the gods in the pantheon of Babylonian deities uh, could represent the God of Israel who... You could not see with your natural eyes uh, was so much more powerful. He was taken by this. When, when uh, Daniel interpreted his dream without knowing what the dream was, but gave him the dream and then gave him the interpretation, Nebuchadnezzar gave glory to the God of Israel. The three Hebrew children were cast into the fiery furnace by Nebuchadnezzar only to be delivered by God. There was a fourth man walking in that fire. And Nebuchadnezzar, when he saw this miracle, he gave God praise and he gave God glory. And it was an amazing uh, experience. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was kind of hit and miss. He was kind of off and on. He was kind of, God is great one minute, I am great the next minute. God is great one day, I am great the next day. God is great on Sunday, I am great on Monday. We've got to be careful with that kind of a mentality. We cannot get caught up with what successes we have experienced and begin to think we're responsible for them. We have to give glory to the Lord. How many know that God deserves the glory? How many know that the Lord is worthy of all praise? I want you to know that any good thing that comes from Tree of Life Church, it is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. Any positive ministry, any positive life change that will happen in the life of an individual, it is because God is great and greatly to be praised, and He is at work in the affairs 
of men and women and boys and girls. And we thank the Lord and give him praise and glory. And so Nebuchadnezzar was kind of, when things were going good, and he could really see the power of God and the presence of God was very evident. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar would, man, he would just give God all the praise. But you let him get out of the presence of the Lord and he got kind of stuck in this thinking that he had done something great. That's why, that's why he would build a golden statue of himself from head to toe. It was an effort to say, look at how great I am. And then God would have to show up in a way that would humble him. And, and it just was a, a cycle like that. And Daniel chapter 4, he has an, a dream. And in this dream, he sees a, a, uh, a great tree. And this great tree has spread its uh, branches out. And, uh, and, and the people of all the earth are able to come and take refuge under this tree. And this tree is providing shelter for all the peoples of the earth. And then uh, it grew great, it grew large, and it spread out vast and vast uh, uh, spans of direction. But the Bible says that a messenger descended from heaven and began to decry the tree. And the tree was cut down to the stump. The roots were left in the ground, but it was, it was cut down to the stump. And, uh, and then when Nebuchadnezzar awoke from the dream, he was terrified at the thought. He didn't know what it meant. He brought it to Daniel. Daniel explained to him, Nebuchadnezzar, you are the tree. And you have spread yourself out to be the one who cares for all the people of the world. And you believe that it is by your power. You believe that it is by your abilities. You believe that it is by your uh, uh, rulership that these people can be cared for and God will have to humble you and so Nebuchadnezzar took that warning but the Bible says that a year later after 12 months had expired in Daniel chapter 4 and verse number uh, 29 28 all this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar verse 29 at the end of 12 months he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. And and he, he got caught in that, that moment of pride. He got caught in that feeling of taking credit for what the Lord was worthy of doing. And he looked around his kingdom and said, Is not this the great kingdom that I have done? I have provided by my power, by the honor of my majesty. What did he do? He stopped to admire his success. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, what's going to make this venture successful. And I give honor to everybody who is giving. And I thank each and every person who is sacrificing. But what, what really is going to make this venture successful is going to be the lives of people that we reach. Hallelujah. By making space for souls. 
Hallelujah. And saying, come unto the Lord, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He's going to give you rest. That's where the real success comes in. The real success comes in with people's sins being washed away. The real success comes in with people being filled with the Holy Ghost. The real success comes in with people's chains that currently bind them being broken by the power of God. That's where real success comes in. And that's not our doing. That is the Lord's doing. But we have a responsibility to be obedient to God. We have a responsibility to place faith in God. And God can use us to bring about His great great providence. And so we move forward. We don't stop like Nebuchadnezzar did and admire our success. And so I was, this week I was looking back over January to May of 2018 and I was, I was starting to say, oh my goodness, look at what the Lord has done and look at all the wonderful things that are happening. And I felt the Lord kind of nudge me, say, all right, all right, that's plenty. Keep moving forward. Amen. Keep moving forward. Uh, yep, good things are happening. Keep moving forward. Yes, the people are, have a mind to build. Keep moving forward. Yes, the people have a mind to evangelize. Keep moving forward. Yes, the people are praying. Keep moving forward. Yes, the people are worshiping. Keep moving forward. Yes, this Sunday we're going to give an amazing first fruits offering and God is going to bless each individual in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. But keep moving forward. Make it a moment in time that where you give God praise, but don't rest on your laurels. Don't sit back and take it easy, but keep moving forward in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 12 and verse number 16. Luke chapter 12 and verse 16. This is what Jesus said, another parable. He said, unto them the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. He said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for so many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I want to be rich toward God. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be rich toward God. I'm looking at, listen, I'm looking at wealthy people here tonight who are rich toward God. I remember Brother J.T. Pugh saying, we are rich in things that matter. Now, when the world looks at your situation, they may or may not esteem it. It doesn't matter. But I want you to know that when you're rich toward God... God looks upon your situation and says that you are overflowing abundantly. Hallelujah. With the blessings of the Lord. Glory to God. Do you have a praise in your heart for the Lord right now? You're rich toward God. 
Hallelujah. Do you have a compassion for those who are in need? You are rich toward God. Are you in the house of God hearing the word of God? You're rich toward God. Do you have a heart to obey his word? You're rich toward God. Are you standing as an example to your family, as a lighthouse in your community, as a beacon in this last day and hour? You are rich toward God. Hallelujah. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. This this man had accomplished so much. This rich man had, his ground had brought forth fruit plentifully. And it had brought forth so much fruit that he stopped to admire his success. And as he stopped to admire his success, he began to dream of how he could succeed even further in this life and in this world instead of being rich toward the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Listen to what he called him. He said, thou fool. Now those are harsh words. So harsh that he told us not to use that language towards somebody. He said, call no man a fool. It's a harsh word. But the Lord who is the judge of a man's heart is able to understand whether a person has crossed that dangerous line into foolery. And said, you're a fool. And because you're a fool, you have not taken inventory of your own soul. Your soul will be required of thee this night. Notice what the man said to his soul. What are you saying to your soul? This is what this man said to his soul. Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. That's what he told his soul. He looked at his innermost being and said, you've worked hard enough. Now take your ease and eat and drink and be merry for many years. He said, you have worked hard and you can now just relax and you don't have to worry about ever doing anything else for the Lord. But God said unto him, that's foolish talk. This night your soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided. This is what the Bible tells us to say to our soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. If you're going to have a conversation with your innermost being, this is what you need to tell yourself. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I'm going to speak to my soul for just a moment. Magnify God. Give Him praise. Magnify Him in every decision that you make. Worship His holy name. Lift Him higher. Exalt Him and adore Him and extol Him. Worship Him. Praise Him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And He didn't stop there. He said, all that is within me, bless His holy name. He was communicating with the invisible parts of Himself and was commanding the invisible parts of himself to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. There are invisible things inside of you that are all trying to achieve their own agenda. You've got to harness those invisible things and command them to bless the Lord. Praise God. If you've got bitterness inside of you, that bitterness needs to humble down and bless the Lord. You've got fear inside of you. You need to command all that is within me to bless his holy name. If you've got insecurities inside of you, command those insecurities right now to bless the Lord. 
All that is within me is going to be in a concerted effort to praise and magnify God. When all that is within you is blessing the Lord, then you can move forward. It's when, it's when there are rogue elements in us that are trying to do other things. The Bible describes it as double-mindedness and says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't move forward. You can't proceed. You can't progress because, because there are invisible parts of you that are pulling you in an opposite direction. But, but, but command those things to unify and to bless the Lord. Come together right now in the name of Jesus and bless the Lord, oh my soul. See, there's some part of you that says bless the Lord, but there's another part of you that says take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Live it up now like the prodigal son. But Jesus said that that's a fool way of thinking. Never stop moving forward. Never stop to admire your success. Never stop to admire what you've done for the Lord. Never stop to admire what you've done in life. Never stop to admire these things. It's okay to be grateful for them. It's okay to be thankful for them. It's okay to recognize what the Lord has done. But when you stop to admire, you move into that arena of Nebuchadnezzar where pride is able to take root in your heart. And you're able to begin thinking, look not what the Lord has done, look what I have done. I've actually had the experience on multiple occasions where someone has come to... to to, to be complimentary and to even lift my spirit and they will begin to describe some good thing that they've observed in my life. And, and just when I'm ready to take their compliment, they'll, they'll divert and start giving God the glory. They were just this close to tell me how good I was and how wise I was and how strong I was. And just, just right before they did, they went off, they went like this. You just turned down this side road and said, isn't God good? Hasn't God blessed you? Hasn't, and I'm thinking, wait, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. You were almost where you needed to be. I didn't even know I had that in me until I started realizing that I wanted that praise. I wanted that, that, that attention. I, that's my flesh, ladies and gentlemen. Because if my spirit, if the Holy Spirit inside of me could tell you who deserves the glory, then we know who deserves the glory. But the old carnal flesh wants to be puffed up, wants to be built up. And that's where Nebuchadnezzar was. And that's where the man, the rich man of the parable of Luke 12 uh, was they wanted to look around and admire their success but if you do that you're committing idolatry you're worshiping yourself you're worshiping the gods of this world give glory to God give honor to God give praise to God and what you'll find is that God will lead you forward there is a stagnation that can occur in water that does not move Water that sits will, will inherently be parasitic, filled with bacteria. Water that sits will become a cesspool. Water that sits 
will become something where nothing can live. But when water flows and when water springs up, when water is in motion, when water is active, then there is life. There, are, there is the possibility for things to thrive and to survive and to be transported through water that flows. And it is not going to be in you a basin of water that sits around, but it shall be in you a well of living water that springs up into everlasting life. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, in his belly is going to sit a, a big bunch of water that's not how it works he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his innermost being shall flow rivers not of stagnant water not of dying water not of parasitic water but of living water water that moves water that flows hallelujah water that flows the bible says cast thy bread upon the water and after many days, you shall find it again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the way the waters of God works. That's actually, I believe, a messianic uh, reference to the resurrection. Because Jesus described, he is the bread of life. And when he was cast down, it's, it, it's the equivalent of, of casting the bread upon the water. Those many days, I believe, is a reference to the three days. And three nights that he was in the heart of the earth. And he did in fact return. Just as Ecclesiastes 11 describes the bread returning. After being cast upon the water. Hallelujah. Move forward. Move forward. Go forward. Don't be afraid. Step out in Jesus' name. Step forward. We can't stop to admire what has been accomplished we weren't here to admire accomplishments. We're here to move forward and see all that God would have us to do. Things that prevent us from moving forward. Past success can prevent us from moving forward. It is so, uh, it is such a reality. I, I've seen it over and over. Where sometimes in life we have one or two good just one or two good deposits, if you please, to make into the world. It takes so much to birth a thing. And we do that and we put our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, our body into it. And then, and then we, we've done it. And it takes so much to do it that a lot of times it takes a lot out of us. And, and if we're not careful... We can, we can be so tired from that that we can not recognize other ways the Lord wants to use us. And we can get into the habit of looking back on what God did use us to do and say, didn't God use me to do something good? Or wasn't this a good thing that I accomplished? But don't stop to admire the success. Move forward. Don't let what you've done that is good prevent you from doing something else that is good. You know, if you've got breath in your body, you've got purpose in your life. If you've got breath in your body, God has a reason for you to be here. Hallelujah. And it may be different than what you've done in the past. And it may be different than what you'll do in the future. But you've got a reason right now to do something beautiful and wonderful for the glory of God. 
Hallelujah. Don't let past success prevent you from moving forward into a new dimension. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't judge future things by what you have accomplished in the past. Don't say because of what I'm, what I'm doing now does not measure up in my estimation to what I did then that what I'm doing now is uneventful or unsuccessful. That's your flesh talking. That thing that's supposed to be crucified, that's your flesh talking. Don't measure what God is using you to do now according to what he used you to do then. Don't do that. I mean... I mean, there are some seasons of life where the miracle God uses you to do calls fire from heaven. Well, that's a wonderful miracle. There are other seasons of life where the miracle God uses you to do provides oil for a widow and her son and you. There are some miracles of life where, where you, what you do is in the eyes of, of all uh, who are with you and see you. Other miracles happen behind closed doors. There are a plethora of ways that God uses people. Hallelujah. And so, so don't, don't cause what God wants to use you to do right now to have to compete with the great thing that he used you to do before. Both are great in the eyes of God. And there is nothing too little for any of us to do in the, in the grand scheme of things. Hear, hear what I'm telling you. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it when you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't, don't, don't measure your future success by your past success. Move forward. Move forward and let the Lord do great things. You know, there are many miracles that Moses performed after parting the Red Sea. And if he would have looked at those future miracles as being worthless because, <laughs> I mean, come on. How are you going to top part in the Red Sea? And, and Joshua, oh, he parted the measly old Jordan River, but he never parted a Red Sea. So, so you see what I'm saying? You can let the successes of other people's past prevent you from from walking forward into the glory and the will of God for you. And you can let your own success prevent you from walking into the glory and the will of God for you. Don't let that happen. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward in Jesus' name. Don't let past failures prevent you from moving forward. Don't let past failures prevent you from moving forward. Uh, your failure, I'm going to tell you, every single one of you, hear what I'm saying right now. Every person in this room, your failure is in your path. I can say that with a blessed assurance. Because when I said it, it's already in the past. And when I said that it was in the past, that's now in the past. See what the past is? The past is over! And the failure that you experienced in your past is over! I'll tell you who keeps reminding you of it is the devil. I'll tell you who keeps talking about it in your ear is the devil. And, and, and it may be people in your life. It may be people in your life. And maybe it's people who love you. Maybe it's people who you love. But they keep bringing it up. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? 
they're allowing the voice of your adversary to continue to bring you down. You can still love them, but understand that, that somewhere they're not, they're not hearing from the Lord. The Lord, if the Lord brings up your past, it is because it is unresolved in terms of repentance. And it needs to be repented from. It needs to be walked away from. I don't mean cried over. You can come down here and cry all you want, and if you're not going to stop, you haven't repented. Repentance has to do with turning away from it, walking away from it, and moving forward. Hallelujah. That's what repentance has to do with. And so when the Scripture teaches us about about repentance, it's, it's, it's walking away from what you had done wrong and moving forward into the righteousness of God. Don't let your past failures prevent you from moving forward. There are too many people who have become hamstrung by past failures. And they have believed the lie of the enemy that because they have made this mistake, because they have had this problem, that there is no way for God to ever use them. That's a lie of the devil. That is a lie of the devil. He knows that you have a lot of good years left where you could be helping people, where you can be touching people's lives, where you could be, be ministering the love of God to people. And if he can prevent you from doing so, then he's done his job. But you hear this preacher tonight, move forward from the past. Don't let the past prevent you from going forward in God. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended Philippians 3.13, but this one thing I do, hallelujah, hear what I'm saying? This one thing I do, and I like what Brother Tenney said about it. He said, he said, Paul said, this one thing I do, not these 40 things I dabble in. This one thing I do. My, now you hear what I'm telling you. I need you to understand what I'm trying to say to you right now. I'm telling you that if you have to pick and choose what to do, this is the one thing you should do. If you want to impact people's lives, if you want to do the work of God, the will of God, this is the one thing you've got to do, and this is it. Forgetting those things which are behind me, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I can't, I don't know if I can stress this enough. If you have to choose between all of the things Paul did, this is the one thing you should do. Forget those things which are behind. Things of failure, things of success. And reach forth unto those things, whatever they are, which are before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, have mercy. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is trying to give direction to somebody right now. This one thing.
this one thing. I, I don't know how many things are competing for your attention, but this is the one thing you need to do. Forget it. Forget it. I don't care how bad it was. Forget it in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. You've got life to live. You have life to live. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. You've got life to live. You've got to put that under the blood of Jesus Christ and reach forth unto those things which are before and press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So people let past success prevent them from moving forward. They let past failure prevent them from moving forward. I'll tell you what else they let prevent them from moving forward. They let worry about the future. How many have ever been on the cusp of doing something that you knew God wanted you to do, but you wouldn't do it because you were worried? What would we do if we really believed that God would be there for us? What? My Lord, have mercy. What would we do if we believed that God would never leave us nor forsake? It's not a lack, sometimes it's not even a lack of faith in God. A lot of times it's a lack of faith in yourself. Because you know you and you know how prone you are to giving up and you know how prone you are to getting discouraged. And, and you're, I'm going to tell you the devil's in everybody's ear. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I tell you, there's a holy boldness that God is trying to put upon people and the devil is trying to talk you out of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't worry about the future. God has already gone before you. I said God has already gone before you. I'm going to say it again in the name of the Lord. God has already gone before you. Don't worry about the future. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. Verse number 8. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea by Pihahiroth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt? In other words, we told you so. We knew this would happen. We were worried about the future. You told us not to worry about the future. Here we are. Moses, did not we tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They said we should go back. We should go back. We were better off. Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. 
stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you not tomorrow, but today. I'm going to say it again. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you not next week, not next month, but today for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. I feel the Holy Ghost. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. That's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of losing your peace. You like being able to sleep at night. You like being able to to have comfort in your home. You like being able to not have worries in your mind. You like not having things nagging at you, tugging on the back of your mind. You like not being stressed. You like not having anxiety. You like that. And what Moses is telling you and what he's telling them was, the Lord shall fight for you and he, you shall hold on to that peace. You're afraid of losing your peace, but when the Lord's fighting for you, you won't lose it. You'll hold it. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Moses, Now, wherefore criest thou unto me? Why are you calling out to me? Speak unto the children of Israel. Hear what God said. Now, notice what the children of Israel said. They said, we were better off in the past. Let's go in the past. Moses didn't really know what to say. He had no direction. All he knew was, we we just got to stand still, stand our ground. So that's what he said. So the children of Israel said, let's go back. Moses said, let's stand still. But God said, speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Hallelujah. That's always God's word. Move forward. Move forward. Keep on moving. I don't know what you've come out of, what you're going through right now, but keep on moving. Keep on moving. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of tomorrow. Don't be afraid of tomorrow. Hallelujah. You may not know what holds tomorrow, but you know who holds tomorrow. You may not know what tomorrow holds, but you know who holds tomorrow. Yes, you do. He's the God of all power. Hallelujah. He's the God who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. And he has you in the palm of his hand, and it's going to be all right. I said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Move forward. Glory, hallelujah. Move forward in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes people, sometimes people are afraid to move forward. Because they, sometimes they take the future for granted. They think it, one day, one day it'll happen. One day it'll all come together. And, and, and they, they maybe even express a, a confidence in, in God, but, but resist the fact that God's going to use them to bring it about. I'm sure glad Noah didn't say it's going to rain, so... Boy, one day somebody's going to put a big boat out there. And I'm glad his mindset wasn't one day it'll happen. But his mindset was what? Was speak, Lord. I'm listening. Tell me what I can do to move forward. 
to do what you've called me to do, to step out into your loving grace, hallelujah, and see what, what you have in store for me. Thank you, Jesus. And so we are grateful. We are grateful for what the Lord has called us to do, and we're grateful for the accomplishments already in 2018. My Lord, this has been an eventful year. You know what I think is awesome? We've been having, we've been having uh, campaign services, and in campaign services, they're different. I mean, they're just different services. You know, we have, we we're focused. We have a very important task in front of us, and we have to be focused. So our altar calls are a little bit different. You know what I love? God's been filling people with the Holy Ghost in the middle of the worship service. God understands where we are. People need the Holy Ghost. They've just been lifting up their hands right in the middle of the worship service. And God just pours out the Holy Ghost on them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We, we are on a trajectory, ladies and gentlemen. And we're not going to stop and say, wow, three and a half million dollars? That was awesome. We're not going to just stop and say, wow, the leader's 2.2. Thank you, Jesus. But, but man, woo, now we can relax. And we're not just going to say first fruits offering. This is going to be amazing. Folks, we haven't seen even the tip of the iceberg yet. God is getting ready to blow our minds. God is getting ready to open the windows of heaven. God God is getting ready to do some of the most amazing things. We will be talking about this, should the Lord tarry, for years. And I'll say we'll even be talking about it in the new Jerusalem. We're going to be dancing on the streets of glory, saying, glory to God. Worthy is the Lamb. His name is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, because he brought us out. Hallelujah, because he washed us white as snow, because he cleansed our hearts, he cleansed our minds. He made us blameless. He made us innocent before him. Hallelujah. So don't stop to admire success. Be thankful for it. Make sure, make sure to give God praise for it. But keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you for everything you have done. I thank you for everything you are doing. We can't wait to see what's on the horizon. Glory to the precious name of Jesus. Could we stand to our feet right now and lift up our hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. My Lord, have mercy. Is there anybody that has a right now praise? In Jesus' name, is there anybody that's got a right now praise? Come on, anybody that's got a right now praise in their heart? Hallelujah. Come on, it doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Do you have a praise right now for God? Come on, let's give him a right now praise. Let's give him a ready now praise. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I'm going forward. Anybody going with me? I'm going forward. I want to see what God's going to do next. I want to see what God's going to do next. I want to see who's going to get saved next. I want to see who's going to get healed next. I want to see who's going to get baptized in Jesus' name. I want to see who's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. My God, have mercy.
I can't wait to see the next blessing that's coming down the pike. And they're coming. I mean, they're coming fast and furious, folks. I mean, there are, there are blessings falling on people all around Tree of Life Church already. People are finding God is just opening the windows of heaven and pouring out blessing. And we haven't even launched the giving season. We haven't even launched the giving season. And the windows of heaven. It's, it's kind of like, my Lord Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like waters that are pressed up against the windows of heaven. And, 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 you know, it's almost like God just unlatched the door, unlatched the window. And when he unlatched the window, it cracked the seal. And all these blessings are spilling out through the seal that has been cracked. He hasn't even opened the windows yet because we haven't even launched the giving season yet. But, but this, this little bit that's trickling out of heaven is already satisfying, already nourishing, already quenching our thirst. We're already seeing the handiwork of God. My Lord, my Lord have mercy. Y'all pardon me if I just praise his name. I'm going to praise him for what he's done. But you know where I'm going to give him most praise is for what he's about to do. I'm going to praise him for what he's about to do. Thank you, Lord. 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 You know what I'm thankful for right now? I'm thankful for a church that's willing to go forward. I'm thankful for a church that's willing to move forward. I'm thankful for people of God who aren't satisfied with something that happened some time ago in their walk with God. But they're ready. They're ready for God to do something greater than they've ever seen. They're ready for God, hallelujah, to perform His mightiest acts, to perform His most excellent greatness in their lives. I thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you, Lord, for that. I'm thankful for every individual who stepped out on faith. Who stepped out on faith. He come on and said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. If that's you, lift up your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Lift up your hands and give him praise right now. Jesus, Jesus. I will follow and lead me, Lord. 